The children of Israel are at a threshold moment. They're standing on the shore of the Jordan River, ready to cross over into the land of promise. Moses implores them not to forget this journey of 40 years through the desert. He reminds them, God, therefore, let you be afflicted with hunger and then fed you with manna. St. Augustine said, Christ is the bread awaiting hunger. The Eucharist is telling us that God is the food and all we have to do is provide the hunger. Somehow we have to make sure that each day we are hungry, that there's room inside of us for another presence. We too are at a threshold moment. We've been in the coronavirus desert fasting from the Eucharist. As we begin to return to the Eucharist, let's not forget this hunger. Because in this time of fasting, we've come to a new awareness. Ironically, during this time of social isolation, we've come to realize how much we need one another. Richard Rohr remarked the other day that our health professionals have forced us into isolation and silence. And in this time of contemplation, we've been able to hear, perhaps for the first time, the cry of the poor. We've suddenly begun to acknowledge the racial injustice that is part of the fabric of our nation. Never before in our history has public opinion changed so quickly. We've come to realize, as St. Paul said later in the letter to the Corinthians, if one member suffers, all suffer together with it. Today we hear Paul discussing the practice of the Eucharist in the Christian community. He wrote, because the loaf of bread is one, we, though many, are one body, for we all partake of the one loaf. Paul brings this up because there are factions and divisions in the Corinthian church. In the early days of the church, the Eucharist was celebrated as part of the evening meal. So in chapter 11, Paul takes them to task for the way they celebrate the Eucharist. While some were eating filet mignon, others had only beans. Paul writes, I don't know what, you're th what you think you're doing, but this is not the Eucharist. While some are well fed, others grow hungry. And then he challenges them. Quote, Whoever therefore eats the bread or drinks the cup of the Lord in an unworthy manner will be answerable for the body and blood of the Lord. For all who eat and drink without discerning the body eat and drink judgment against themselves. End quote. The body, of course, is not the Eucharistic bread, but the community of believers, the body of Christ. We, though many, are one body. At the Last Supper, Jesus gave us the Eucharist 
just before he gave his life for us and for the world on the cross. So the Eucharist then has both a vertical and a horizontal dimension. The Eucharist brings us into communion with God and with one another. You can't have one without the other. In today's gospel, Jesus is teaching about the bread of life. Whoever eats this bread will live forever. And the bread that I will give is my flesh for the life of the world. Of course, the idea that God feeds us with bread from heaven is not a new idea with Jesus. Yet when they heard this, they grumbled. How can this man give us his flesh to eat? On one level, the question sounds as if they're reacting literally to what Jesus was saying, as if they were cannibals. The Gospels, of course, were written in Greek. And in Greek, there are two different words for flesh or body, soma and sarx. Soma is the word used to describe the body in a positive or a neutral way. The body beautiful would be the word soma. Sarx describes the body in a negative way, with its smells and disease, sickness and sin and brokenness. Jesus doesn't use the word soma, but instead he uses the word sarx, unless you eat my flesh, sarx. And the word for eating is also unusual. Fagain is the verb normally used to designate the way human beings eat. But instead, Jesus uses the word trogain, a verb that designates the way that animals eat, having the overtones of gnawing or munching. We can see in these images that of Christ suffering on the cross. And when we share in the Eucharist, we unite ourselves with both the suffering and the glorified Christ. If Christ gives his life for the life of the world, then we too, who are members of the same body, must give our lives to those who are suffering in the world today. Our hunger for the Eucharist leads us to hunger for justice. If one member suffers, all suffer together with it. The Eucharist is the real presence of Jesus. If you seek to know who God is, look at Jesus of Nazareth, the Word of God made flesh. If you seek to know who Jesus is, look at the Eucharist. The Eucharist is something that is eaten so that people have life, something that is drunk so that people are refreshed. The Eucharist, then, is the great acting out of who Jesus and God is, the one who gives himself away fully and without reserve. So if you wish to find God, give yourself away. When we do Eucharist, we enact what we mean by the word God.